Welcome to the sisterhood of Mummy Imperfect. I'm Mummy Imperfect, aka Rina Deepthi Annabelle, and this is a podcast where you get your weekly dose of girl chat. It's a place where we delve into the many weird and wonderful parts of being a woman, and where we celebrate those women who are changing the world one bit at a time. So once a month, we come together, me, Romi, and Kirith, as the power panel, where we just power through topical stories from the last few weeks, um, female-focused stories, entertainment stories. Now, um, like I said, we're live, and I wanted to do this for some time. I thought, you know what? Why not give it a try? Especially because what we're going to talk about is like super topical. It's just happening very much at this moment. So today we've come together to talk about queens and legacies. And it's been less than a week since Her Majesty Queen Elizabeth, Queen Elizabeth II passed away. Her funeral is on Monday, the 19th of September. So um, she's, I think her coffin is currently, well, a bit later making its way to uh, Westminster Abbey. Um, and then she's going to be like lying in state. People are, go, you know, going to see her to pay their respect. And I just wanted to talk about, you know, how we felt when we heard the news of the Queen passed away, how, what, what that meant to us um, and just what she meant, like why she was an icon, if you think that she was an icon. And also in general, you know, I was thinking that whole thing of a queen being a queen, like what does it mean? You know, are there other women in our lives who were like, you know what, I, I, she's my queen and I respect and I admire her and this is her legacy. So I just thought that we'd uh, come together to talk about that. Hello, ladies. Finally, we each other. <laughs> um, okay, so listen, how did you feel when you heard the news that the Queen passed away? Um, I think we had a little bit, well, for me personally, I had a little bit of a build-up to it because I was watching, I just happened to have BBC News on at the time. And when sort of, you know, it all of a sudden the news came in that, that, that her doctors were worried about her, and I kind of felt that we were texting each other, weren't we, Rena? And I mm. kind of felt that, okay, this doesn't sound um, that good. If they've, if they, and it's the language that they used. Um, you know, the, the her doctors are, you know, quite worried and all that sort of stuff. And I just thought they wouldn't really have shared that. The palace very rarely share detail like that, even just a little bit. So. And then as I kept the news on, I was thinking, okay, they keep coming back to this. And then slowly, I don't know whether you noticed, but all the BBC presenters were wearing black. Mm. And we mm. were like, okay, okay, this is... And then I just thought, you know what, this, is, this has already happened. This is, they're just waiting. And then obviously the family, you know, dashing up to Balmoral and all that kind of stuff. I just thought, you know, yeah, so it wasn't like a... I kind of just, yeah, I was expecting it, you know, um, obviously not, you know, not in the morning or anything like that, but just having the news on at the time, I just kind of thought, you know, yeah, I think, I think this is the day. I think this is the time. Um, but it was really sad. It was very, very sad. Um, and, and it still is. I mean, I'm kind of glued to the coverage, really. I think the kids are a little bit sick of it, but... I'm, you know, we're all humming the uh, national anthem, you know, just because we're just hearing it so much because I know I, I'm sort of soaking up all of the rolling coverage, which I think is helping me actually, um, just seeing it all, all the pomp and pageantry. Anyway, I've said lots now. Sorry, good. You actually <laughs> saw the hearse yesterday, didn't you? You were there. I, yeah, I actually did. But I think on Thursday, it was a strange one. And I think it's a strange one given um, 
so much of the work that I do within our community and other work as well. Um, so like you, I had the news on, always have the news on when I'm working because I never know when I need the news when I'm working. Um, and again, on a Thursday, I do my radio show. Yeah. So, so immediately, given the work that I do, I knew, like you said, something was wrong and it was seriously a foot and we were probably going to get bad news that day. Mm. Um, but my primary concern is what if the news breaks during my show? Mm. What do oh, I do? Oh, yeah, what do you so do? It, yeah. yeah, so it's that protocol and... You know, as a brand community, we've have we've got mixed views as a community about the monarchy, the British monarchy, and it's about dealing with all those sensitivities. And I had to immediately think about all of that, how to navigate that if mm -hmm. that was going to happen in my show, but also get everything ready for the show just in case. So I was in a kind of panic about that, to be honest. And throughout the show, I was really tense, had the news like on the side just in case it broke during the show I, you know yeah. even though I should get some details from the station manager what you're supposed to do but I knew it wasn't there so I was it, you know it was a it was a kind of a weird thing and the news didn't break during the show but I got home walked in sat down with my cup of tea turned the tv on within three minutes the news broke mm. and it was like okay and again that evening I don't think it really sunk in in the sense that lots of people going oh my god because this sounds really sad it's work for me it was like kind of clients going okay what do we do now what do we do now what do we do now mm. and I think I missed I was supposed to go out my cousins were here from California we we're all supposed to get out together and I missed that cousin gathering because I ended up having to work mm. and um having now I was sitting till two o'clock in the morning writing emailing messaging people um giving advice and it was kind of a kind of a whole weird scenario um so that was like Thursday and again obviously I had the news on throughout because I had to make sure I knew what was going on as well so you have mm -hmm. that work thing really um it, it felt like you know it's sad but it, gener it generates work um for me to do um and and it was that whole I think that whole of Thursday I slept at two o'clock in the morning and and it was just intense getting stuff out there even now you know constantly working with what do we have to do here how do I navigate that there for this client what do I do here you know it's that it's been like that mm. but um mixed personally how I felt like it's it's sad I, and I think I posted pretty much immediately to say you know for me personally she's a remarkable woman and I know it, like lots of people all over the world were mourning her and I think I got criticized for saying that this is what I was going to say actually because we obviously three women of South Asian descent Indian women living in the UK in England right so this is our spin on it and it is quite a controversial thing and by the yeah. way I just want to say to everybody who is actually tuned in if you're tuned in we weren't live before we are now it was um when I was saying hello I hadn't actually pressed to go live so first time we're doing this uh yeah so a few issues we'll we'll get there in the end um but yeah you're you're right you know that some people were actually posted straight away see how you posted straight away and it was quite an emotional thing some other people posted straight away and it was quite negative it was it was things like oh you know what 
she wasn't really a queen to me or um all I think about is colonialism and um why hasn't why didn't she never re- returned our kohinoor diamond and i'm talking about quite actual high profile people saying this kind of thing mm oh wow i haven't seen any i haven't seen mm. any have you not? Think neg- no i have clearly oh wow move in the right circles <laughs> Try Twitter. Um, no. no, thank you. Yeah, no, exactly. You. Don't but, go um, Oh, I d- also, I d- oh no, I didn't. I ha- I have no idea. So tell tell. So, like what so, what have people been saying? I mean, I posted that, and I was I worded it extremely carefully because sovereign in Sikhi, something else. That's Guru Maharaj always, and that's I I understand that. but there's leaders in a world and for me she was a remarkable woman you can't take that away from her and what she's done and navigate how she's navigated society um and when it comes to monarchy we had monarchy in india in punjab where things mm. are passed down from father to son yeah as well right yeah. um so monarchy exists in other lands as well including our motherland um however we see our motherland where it's you know pre-colonial in india um which is how i see it still um but yeah for me it was just a sad occasion somebody passing away and my faith also teaches us to be respectful of that um and so i you know i think it was and you know, we're brought up in this country born and brought up in this country it doesn't mean you you were just by sharing a condolence it doesn't mean we're ignoring everything else that came before exactly and and i think so people uh, uh, yeah uh, so so it was but i i think i navigated some of the responses i got and i was like literally read what i've written how it, is it offensive it, to it, anybody the thing is it's it's okay to actually no, no. Sh- like but, it's okay to to show uh sadness at the death of, of anyone it is. the death of anyone actually well any time a hearse goes by in the street by in the in the road what i mean i don't know i you know i always stop and like nod my head bow mm. or yeah. whatever or you know at the end of the day that's a part, departing soul from this earth mm. that you're paying respect to it doesn't matter who it is if there's a hearse going by i always do it whether i'm in the car or whether and and how is this any different in that way um mm. you don't know that person in the mm. hearse when it's another family or you just feel for the family um and and at the end of the day the humans yeah i mean for me it, it's a human thing um when it came to discussing the kohinoor and things like that i have really mixed views and you know there might be unpopular opinions like who do you give it back to right now mm it's been you know who do you give it back to what are they going to do with it here we get to see it you know we get to we know where it is if we know it's safe um we all get to see it what's going to happen if it goes back who does it go to blood blood blah all that kind of stuff and it's point. like it, it, there's loads of questions to be had about that and and it's like uh, i don't know that there, there are so for me it's confused feelings but at the same time um i will never take you know i, I will never not pay a, you feel like i can't pay my respect to a woman who led with dignity and i think um having a sovereign who was female for that yeah, long absolutely uh, in the society that we live in mm-hmm. um was important cuz she was feminine she 
wasn't masculine in her approach to her role and her duty. And I think the way she reigned with the feminine qualities that she had, um, which you can already not see in Charles, King Charles now, um, you know, where you hear him grumbling and moaning. You you heard her grumbling and moaning yeah. as an older woman, where you go, oh, that's just a granny moaning now. But, you know, but already you, you can, you know, you, you see that in King Charles, but again, you think he's mourning, he's probably tired. Did you see he's that probably, in the yeah. video clip? Did you see the video clip of him uh, talking uh, about the pen? Well, I saw this one about the pen. He was signing something in Northern Ireland. The, oh, the ink one, yeah. The, the, the ink proclamation. one, he was like, this bloody stinking thing or whatever he said. Oh, that know. was the island one. Yeah, yeah, was yeah. yeah. And, I was like, yeah. Oh. and it leaked. It was leaking, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah. You could, you could lip-read that pretty pretty much. It wasn't, wasn't very good. I, no, I heard the, aud the audio of it. And it was, yeah, it was like, it was quite There's funny audio. actually, but you're like, what? Yeah. Like, does he know that this was broadcast? I don't get it. Um, <laughs> but, then he, but then he himself is 73. He's not some kind of like, the, exactly. queen, the queen was what, 20 something when she became the queen, right? He's uh, 73, 26. like, you know, is, as in like, he's an old man now. So he's got of that, of course, so he's got that vibe going on, maybe right? That grumpy thing going on as well possibly but it's like I don't know um but there's that feminine quality because you saw how Camilla then dealt with it afterwards when she ha handled him like it's okay mm. da, 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 and she did her thing and it was you know it was that kind of thing and I'm, that's what I mean in terms of feminine and masculine energy brought to the role um yeah, like she, the queen on an important energy. day she would have never done that you know on a on a oh. that, yeah this is exactly the thing. it's like you know I feel a bit like if you're a royalist or whatever right and whatever you think about the royal family, the queen herself, she didn't, she never really got embroiled in any kind of uh, personal controversy, never put a foot wrong, you know, was just like the absolute epitome of like uh, good manners and elegance, gracefulness, all those kind of things, right? Every interaction that she had with people. And I don't know what happened to me last night, like uh, not last night, but a couple of nights ago, I literally got obsessed with watching programs about the queen and how she was like and people meeting her. Like, and I was literally sitting there. And you know, when you accidentally like click onto something on TV, if you're watching normal TV. Mm. So that's what happened. And I was there like two hours later, like watching all these people saying, oh, you know what? This is what she was like and this is how we, she spoke to me and always making people feel good and that's a really for 70 years I mean yes she's a human being but that's actually quite a good thing and a positive thing you know so I know some people were just like oh, well what was the point of her and stuff I mean I, I have got some things here which I will say in a minute about how she was a game changer in ways but I do want to say which is really important that we all were born and grew up in a time when we were little where uh, we had the queen. So she was the only monarch that we ever knew. There was Margaret Thatcher, whatever you thought of her, she was the prime minister at that time when we were kids. Um, and then in India at the same time was Indira Gandhi. Now, okay, they're very controversial figures, but I'm just saying from a young girl's point of view, that's what I saw around me, women in those roles. And I, and I think that that is quite a big deal, especially for that time. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I don't really, I don't, I mean, definitely relate to um, Margaret Thatcher and because we saw her on TV mm -hmm. and obviously the Queen saw her on TV, N not so much with Indira Gandhi, but I think, I think maybe we were a bit too, maybe we were, we were quite young then. We I, were young. I we don't, young. We, yeah, we were young and not so much with her just because visibility, right? She, she wasn't in my daily sort of whatever, um, 
But yeah, it's nice to see. I say to the girls, you know, they're very lucky, all, all my children, um, that they're very lucky that they, they had the Queen for as long as they did. A female monarch, which now for three generations isn't going to, isn't going to happen, you know? So mm. I think that was really important that, that for us and for, you know, our children that they've had, you know, such a, such a, um, a role model icon, you know, she, she was just there. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, Okay, so we've got a comment. Um, I think that King Charles III will definitely bring his own personality to the role of being king. Well, I hope so. You know, he's had a he's you know what he's the longest prince in waiting, is he? He has that record. He's been waiting the longest to become the monarch. And I think somebody said yesterday on the TV actually, whilst they were, I think when he was in Ireland, that said that he's had the best. He's had the best teacher certainly, mm. and his mother. And, but, you know, he has, we've had years of him being quite open about his feelings and, and opinions and his knowledge on the climate and all that kind of stuff. And I hope, you know, it's going to be a reduced capacity in what he can now comment on. But certainly I think his uh, climate change stuff does, doesn't change. But yeah, he will, he will bring his own spin on things and he should. You can't, you can't really, she's, you can't imitate the Queen, can you? No, no. And nobody should ever try to do that. I, and I think the monarchy needs it to move on. I'm hoping he'll perhaps modernise it a bit, uh, you know, a bit more. I mean, the Queen was already doing that, um, but perhaps he will, perhaps he will continue that as well. I think, yeah, as well that I think over the last couple of days, few days, watching the proclamations and understanding stuff like we've never seen. Most of us have never seen a coronation take place. And, and, and again, a lot of the ceremonial stuff that happened was never, ever televised mm. for people who did watch it last time. Um, and watching it, and despite doing lots of bits of work within people in government and stuff like that, it's like the things like the Privy Council. I always knew what it was there for. But to see the Privy Council and have you know, have it explained again like that to the whole world, what it does. And you understand yeah. how much more people do. But the other thing is, it's um, for me, like, I'm not, I wouldn't have called myself, you know, I appreciate what their roles are, whatever. It's not a big deal to me. Um, but I'm, I wouldn't really call myself a mon monarchist. I'm, I think I'm indifferent to it in that sense. Yeah, I think what I'm I, the same. I'm the same. Yeah, I'm indifferent to it because stuff like that this happens all over the world it doesn't matter what it, whatever it is whoever the whether it's a monarch whether it's a presidency anyway but I think what I did appreciate over the last couple of days um with having a monarchy um and I'm not talking about appreciating the monarchy or our monarchy I'm talking about just having a monarchy is that seamless transition we've got a monarch who's passed away there's no fighting or arguments were allowed like the country is allowed to mourn indignity while the handover happens smoothly it's all that there's been all that sort of that transition planning has already been done everyone knows what they've got to do next and that yeah. i think with a monarchy and i and i think that's something we've never appreciated whereas in other lands and other countries this would immediately break out in like okay while some people are trying to mourn other people are trying to argue about who should lead the country next um and sometimes there's warfare sometimes there's this happens sometimes there's that happen you know all those things and i think that that peaceful manner in which 
we have that transition is something that I actually don't mind don't mind I don't mind not having those arguments and and yeah and and it's I think um it's just the manner like sometimes yeah in democracy maybe you do want to choose who your next leader is but the process of how it happens just takes away from the the farewell um in the dignified farewell shall we say at this point in time and it was interesting to see in parliament when they were having those sessions of tribute to hear people um share their thoughts on the queen their their anecdotes and um seeing the whole of parliament in unity rather than you know at each other and not just here in england but up in scotland as well where they were doing that where people would usually be screaming and shouting at each other um do that and i think that that was interesting for me to kind of suddenly realize kind of like do you know something there is a there is a process here there is a reasoning maybe here um for doing things this way and i understand why some people appreciate that and i appreciated the peaceful manner in which i mean even in our families you know with brown people and brown people can probably identify with the monarchy i've said <laughs> yeah, this over is, and over it again is like that we we identify with the monarchy more than most communities would right just because the way the things are in our community and there's that you know who's gonna get the house who's gonna get this can, you know, come on let's not even pretend course, that doesn't happen in our course. community right let's not pretend to get on our million he's got this i wanted this exactly all that stuff happens right but look how they've handled it and look how we handle it do, do, do you know what i'm saying you know it's mm. that kind of also don't you know don't you notice that like it's our parents generation and grandparents generation despite okay you know uh british raj and colonialism and all that a lot of them were obsessed with the royal family a lot of yeah. them were, and it's not and it's not only um south asian people like i've i've seen like some african people also like yeah really into the monarchy like oh my god you know the queen and all this like despite all of that it's a real thing it surprises me as well sometimes um yeah go on Rami. i was just going to say like if putin can send his condolences yeah. at this time i think you know we all can we all flip in bloody well can can't we i think we need to i mean i'm i you know i'm just separating who she was as as a as a as a as a female to all that you know all the arguments politics. about politics and you know you know as british raj and and colonialism and crown jewels and all that kind of stuff just celebrating her for the late you know yesterday the work that she did the work that she did and you know her visibility and and yeah just all the good that she did and her husband as well if they can use power for good that's what's important i think and i mean yesterday like you you mentioned that i went down I was in London yesterday and I was going to come home and I was there I was in walking distance from where the hearse was going to pass so I was like you know to the people I was with I'm like should we just wander down we wandered down and we got literally a prime spot I think I sent you guys the video yeah. um and we were just there and I'm got a police officer in front of us who was laughing and joking with us and we actually had we were standing next to a press officer so it was like 
proper luck. So we were getting hearing all the news, everything as it was coming in on the radios. Um, but it was like a strain because I didn't think I'd necessarily feel anything. But and I'm not there to be like I wasn't there. I was just it was a moment in history. That's what I'm the saying. Whole it, watching, it, this right? is a historical moment, right? It was a historical yeah. moment. Whatever it means to anybody, it's a historical moment that you're part of. Whether you're winning or losing a war, you're part of it, right? Whatever, however you want to see it, you're a part of it. Um, whether I choose, I'm British. I can't choose to not be British. I am British, right? Um, I can't take that label away from me. I've got to accept that I am. I'm born here. I can't help that. That's what's <laughs> happened in, you know. Um, but anyway, so I was there. I was there in that moment. I shared in that moment. I didn't think I'd feel anything in that moment, but it was really surreal. Um, like when we were waiting, there were a couple of moments where I was like, oh my God, um, you know, it's like, it did, it did feel like, I remember when my grandmother passed away and I was, we were waiting for them to bring her home. Mm. And I think that's mm. always the worst bit for me to know this is the last time she's going to come home. I'm going to like get emotional now, but mm. thinking of my grand, but um, it's that, that moment where you think, oh my God, this is her her last journey to yeah. her house tonight before she mm. goes, whatever. And it's it's not even the emotion of that person. It's just the human <laughs> element of it. Yeah. And I think so many people have been, you know, that, you know, it's like a death of their own loved one. And, and, and you know, unfortunately, a lot of us have gone through a lot of that in the last mm. few years. You know, we've lost elderly relatives and and I think people just relate it back to that, just exactly like you're saying, it felt mm. like your own grandma coming home, you know, it, and, 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 and her coming back to her home, which was really sad as well, actually. That was, that, I was quite choked last night when I, when I was watching that. Um, but yeah, I think people are relating it to like, you know, lots of people on the radio said, oh, it just reminds me of like when my granny died, you know, or yeah. my grandpop died, or mm. um, it does feel, it does have those, does evoke those sorts what of What it things. is, it's, she's, it's, it's like, this is the thing, and it's, it's um, and this is the thing that I don't get with people about, so when they talk about sovereign and Sikhi and everything like that, you know, if, if as a good Sikh, you, you feel we're humanitarian, and for, this is for me, as a Sikh, you know, we're about humanity and humanity to all. And at the end of the day, when right. someone passes, yeah, and when someone passes away, we all grieve. And it's recognizing that we all grieve. And whether it, we're grieving or whether we're empathizing with somebody else that's grieving, that's something that's a human thing. It's not a f religious thing as such. Um, but we have these, you know, we, we have words in Gurbani to help us through that period. Um, so if Guru recognizes that, then we should recognize it in everybody else. And it's, it's for me, it's like, you know, you, you're doing that. And, and it's, that's why it's no different. Her house is just bigger than mine. Her house is just bigger than my grandmother's, right? Mm. <laughs> but, but, but she's still going through the same process. You know, she's got a few more people attending a funeral and it's going on for a bit longer, but it's still the same process. You know what, though? I, I feel like for a lot of people, you did feel like she was kind of like a grandma type figure because she was always there. Like, hello, we celebrated the Platinum Jubilee. 70 years, okay? Mm. And I, I, I don't know how many people when they had a street party in their street, said, you know what? I'm not joining in and I'm not having your sausage rolls and scotch eggs because I don't believe in this because of colonialism. I don't know how many people said that because when it comes to like having a nice little, you know, have a little pims with everybody and whatever, 
I, I bet people did because it was okay. We're celebrating and stuff like that. I, I, I doubt people said that. But anyway, what I'm saying is she was always there and we celebrated 70 years and she's just one of those people that was just, you grew up with. And I think that's where I feel, like, oh, you know, you know, my middle daughter, when she was about five or six, it's so cute. She said, um, she saw something about the queen on TV and she went, she was just like, she's so nice. The queen's so nice. And then she was like, when she dies, she's just going to become an angel. I was like, oh, I know. I reminded of that the other day. So cute. But I oh, unashamedly okay. went to the Jubilee party and had a whale of a time. I had a whale of a time. It was a free party. I went, yeah, we went down to the Mall and had an absolute whale of a time, especially when they started off with that whole Paddington Bear thing. And it was just like, you know, yeah, was like, well, why not? It's a free party you put on for all of us. We, like you said, we live in this country and it is sometimes it is quite conflicting, you know, when you think about history and that kind of thing. Obviously, the Queen herself wasn't, uh, you know, didn't take a hold of, of India or whatever. But it is it, you do feel those conflicting things about Commonwealth. You know, you do hear of people who have refused um, OBEs and things like that because of that that's reason. Fine. And, I, and that's fine. I understand that's fine. that totally. So, yeah. Um, I think it's it's a really conflicting thing, and and it's a conflicting thing. I always think if somebody ever said to me, "Would you accept an OBE?" I'd be like, "I don't know," because em- the word empire and that's is, it. It's got so many. Hor- I mean, we've just done we've just done seventy five years of partition, and for me, that was stupidly painful. Right? It was stupidly painful, but like. I think as soon as you start labeling things, you start ignoring things. Like if somebody wants to label me as I'm a British Punjabi Sikh woman, right? But if that's if I'm just a Punjabi woman, you ignore other things. You, people only start seeing you as that label, and you're everyone is more than what you're labeled, right? There's more to you. But if you start labeling people, or if you start labeling things, you forget all those other bits that you should also be paying attention to. And I. I mean, I why I'm a British British person. Why am I not going to take the good? If a good is a street party, why are you here then? In it, it's like if you don't want to take the good, why are we here? Do you get what I mean? Yeah, I will challenge the bad. I do challenge the bad, but I take the good as well. So if I'm going to have a free street party thrown to me and I'm in town, why am I not going to go? I had a whale of a time. Um, (laughs) Do you know what I'm saying? It was it it was it was a laugh, Mm, and um, we came back. And it wasn't like, I wasn't standing there going, you know, queen, queen, queen. I was like going, this is a great concert. But why, why, you know, I, why am I going to deny myself a chance to have a good time? If no, it's there but not even that, like, I feel like, okay, uh, you know, the queen, uh, whatever you think, whether you're a royalist or, or not, as I've said before, like she is a, has been an iconic figure, right? And a, a queen you know that role of a woman for so long in this country and the whole world is obsessed with the the royal family of england like a lot of people americans oh my god right there's a lot of it's a huge soap though. <laughs> well it is but also it's like you know like i said there's there's good things about her as well and these are a few um things where she was i feel like a game changer in her own way so she was the first female member of the royal family to serve in the military like she was a trained mechanic i think that's quite cool um in 2013 she gave royal assent to the succession of the crown act 
So that's making sure that a younger son could no longer displace an elder daughter in the line of succession, which mm. I can't believe that it took that long to change that. But oh no, my face is frozen on there. Okay, never mind. Um, oh God, and what a horrible expression that I'm making. That oh God, I hope my camera sorts itself out soon. Anyway, you can still hear me, so fine. Um, <laughs> so. Uh, uh, yeah and then like you know like things like you know uh, apparently like a saudi king or somebody um she took on she insisted on taking them for a ride in her land rover because she knew that you mm. know in, the, in where he's from women are not allowed to drive so it was just like a little point like that i don't know she couldn't do that much and she didn't do that much but even like charities i feel i feel like she did do a lot for charity you know and there was like mm. um more than 600 charities spanning loads of different things that she actually was associated with so you know that's always a good thing as well so I just I feel like okay let's just look at these things as well um I think God, I, I've got to say her sense of humor and her feisty and fieriness which was kind of always subdued but bubbling underneath that you always got and you sometimes got that little quip of humor from mm. her it was always funny and it kind of because she was the same age I talked about Manji and Manji was the same age as her and we used to like laugh about the both of them being like kind of twin souls but you know I don't know if it was just something about that generation Rena are you still there because yeah no 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 I just I just switched to to hope that I could actually okay trying to get rid of that trying to get rid of that stupid expression (laughs) listen I look really nice at the moment right and I don't know why my face is frozen like that (laughs) that's an action shot that's an action shot it's fine action shot Um, see look now my husband is so like oh my god my wife can't be seen like this so he's come to help me to sort it out oh no But um, but I just think that sense of humor that um, they had, but the thing that that I think maybe that was people of that generation with that can-do attitude. Like regardless of the fact that she she's a queen and she's a monarch and they led a privileged life, mm. um, I think they were still born in an age where they saw bombing, where they saw things that most of us, luckily in this country, haven't seen. With our yeah. own eyes, or Absolutely. haven't felt ourselves. Whereas, you know, even as princess as she was then, she actually physically went out, saw these things, took part. Even you might think some people might say, as a, a you know, as a as a as a mechanic, um, she she probably still led a privileged whatever whatever in the army, um, but she still saw it. And she still appreciated mm. what she saw. And I think possibly that's something that with that whole generation, whether it's my grand, other people's grandparents, great-grandparents, whatever it is, there's something about that generation that lived through those times. Their mm. attitude to life is just different. And regardless of being the queen and a monarch, I think she still had that just like yeah. she, our grandparents might have had. Apparently she saved up like her... like clothing ration coupons to get her a wedding dress I, I i read the other day i don't know if that's true but that's what i read the other day um because it was at that time that she got married um but i want to i just want to move away from from just talking about you know how we felt about that now and i kind of just started thinking about like this the whole thing about a queen and what we think is a queen and nowadays everyone's like oh you queen yes queen and all this great okay but but for us like okay so this was the queen the sovereign of 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 england right what about other women in our lives who we think for us they they are 
like a queen you know there's somebody who we look up to and admire and we think you know what they always do the right thing they've got it together like so who who is that for you guys I don't know I don't I don't know I think I don't call anyone a queen I'm not woke enough to call anyone queen I don't think yeah but any <laughs> listen it doesn't matter about that I, I am I'm pretty like forward thinking whatever but I I don't I don't use terms like that lightly. I don't want to use terms like that lightly. Obviously, my queen, I talk about my mind you all the time. Um, you know, but again, she had her faults too. And I think, I, you know, as long as you recognize those things, I just, to me, everyone's just human. And it's, I don't use that term lightly. I think it's crass. Well, I I think it, I queen think sometimes. I don't think that's crass. I think it's really that's, nice. And yeah. I, I feel like, you know, that is quite a powerful statement that, you know, she's my queen. Some people say about their moms, you know, this is my queen. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And and it's kind of like a position that you enough. put someone in your life, like you've put them on a pedestal. I, like it's, it is hard, like you said, you know, with human beings, everybody has their flaws. You know, as we grow, we look at our parents and kind of get things why they did what they did and think, oh, okay, maybe you didn't approach this the right way or whatever, but it doesn't matter. It doesn't mean that we lose respect for them well it doesn't for me oh, no. you know it, it's like okay you're a human being so it's hard to put someone on that pedestal I know this sounds really weird though but like I feel I actually feel like for a lot of people Beyonce is the equivalent of a queen to them because they put her on such a pedestal of even to the fact I've said this we had a we had a podcast before didn't we Akira ages ago about feminist icons and how loads of people think RBG, Beyonce, yeah. Beyonce did, yeah 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 yeah, yeah. so and a lot of people think that Beyonce is like, oh, you know, she's she's a queen. And like, what would Beyonce do? Oh, my God, my everything is going wrong in my life. What would Beyonce do? What would Beyonce do? And honestly, the amount of people that do that, it's a thing. So, but it's because... Yeah. I think she's the only other one, though, right? It's, it's only really Queen Bee. That's, that's the only other queen I know. <laughs> no, but I that's because of I... the Queen Bee. But I think there are other yeah. women. Like, we talked about RBG just now. Of and course. that's why we're talking. Of course you know, there's th- other women. There's so many other women. But I'm just saying, why I called it crass was, um, I think, the, any queen that you want to call a queen, I think that's a term that shouldn't be used lightly. You could compare like who, like I've got friends, like, you know, a lot of American friends do it when I just tell them like, well, I'm not listening to you, bloody, bloody, blah, blah. this is the way we're doing stuff. Like, you know, people in our, like people I work with and they're like, go one queen. I'm like, please don't call me that. It's just, it's like, they just do it all the time. And for me using that term lightly in that way, I don't like it. I don't think it, that's what I mean when I say it's it's used too often and it gets too crass for everyone to be a queen. It's just ego feeding. And I just, yeah, I've got too many egos in the world. I think I need less of them. <laughs> and that's what the queen, that's what the queen, this queen, Queen Elizabeth II was good at. I think she didn't show that she had any kind of ego. Yeah. I despite mean, being queen. And I think that's the difference for me. She might have though. Like this is the thing because she might have. And, and this is this is she didn't the, show it. I know, but this is the similarity between Beyonce and the Queen, right? Like Queen Elizabeth II. No, you know what? Okay. I don't care what anyone we listen. I know this sounds really mad and, and weird, okay? But the fact that they are people who seem to get it all right, okay? You know, Beyonce seems to get it right all the time. Um obviously, you know lives a life of luxury you can't touch her she's up there um seems to have it 
to know what she's doing in life um, and have it all worked out and never puts a foot wrong. But you don't know them and they don't reveal that much of themselves because there are celebrities who will, you know, do, for example, an instant live crying. Oh, my God, you know, I felt so bad about this or whatever. You know, you don't get that from Beyonce. She, it's a very kind of uh, carefully curated image, uh, as was the Queen. Okay, so that's what I'm saying. You know, that's why you think, oh my God, there's this glossy kind of image. Never put foot wrong. She's up there. That's a quality. I think that's that's what dignity is, though, isn't it? Yeah, but we but we don't sharing. Yes, that's so true. And in a day in the age of oversharing, the rest of us are like the peasants who do overshare and. <laughs> you know the, the the royalty queen bee and actual royalty um don't perhaps um but I, w- I was looking through this um thing um the other day about like influential women I think it was like some women's day post or something like this um and you know different women who are seen as queens for whatever reason so then they had um these are just a couple of people on the list so Lizzo basically so she's spoken out about loads of different things body shaming institutional racism in the music industry um how you know she's encouraged people all over the world to embrace self-love and then Meghan Markle uh controversially was on that list as well like because just how uh her portraying that happily ever after and marrying into royalty doesn't have to mean the same for everybody like just putting herself first, speaking out about things like racism, um, how she's got this 40-40 campaign, which asks people around the world to spend 40 minutes of their time mentoring women, uh, re-entering the workforce. So those are just like really good things. So that's what, and, and I thought, you know what? Fair enough. They're good things that they've done. But yes, okay, these are flawed women who we kind of, we're very aware of their flaws. Do you know what I mean? Like, a queen means something different to everybody. And for me, I just, like I said, I just don't use the term lightly, I guess. Mm. Um, you know, there's great women. I think those are the queens in our lives, the ones that we can lesson, learn lessons from, the ones who conduct themselves with dignity. The one, I mean, what what I think is also dignifying about this queen is maybe if her ancestors were alive, there might have been, I mean, I have far, uh, ignoring her father, but if her ancestors were alive, would they would they be happy with what she's done? She's returned half of the empire, right? She's relinquished half of the empire. But the thing is, and this is again like people in the brown community, Punjabi community, Sikh community listening to me might might differ in opinion to me. But I, I think there's a dignity in the fact that she said, you know, it's about the people. If you want your republic you you know you can have it but let's yeah. do it nicely let's do it without war let's do it without whatever here you are have it back now to for 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 somebody who's leading an empire and again she's she's slowly switched that term empire to commonwealth and i hope at some point we stop using the word empire mm. and and under, you know understand that and and you know so i think for for a monarch for a leader like you got putin on the other hand who's trying to gain territory um as as a leader but here's the queen giving back territory to and actually listening to what people want but she's yeah. doing it in a in a measured she's done it in a measured way she's allowing people to have their choice and you hear prince 
um, Prince King Charles say that in his speech as well. And he, I think he's pretty prepared for other people, other countries to become, you know, republic countries um, and, and relinquish the monarchy in their country. Mm. I think they're, as a monarchy, they're pretty prepared for that. And I think they're prepared for that and they're willing to do it is something positive. Um, yeah. What happens in those countries afterwards? I think we also, I mean, at the end of the day, we can't cry over spilt milk sometimes. What's happened has happened, but we also have to take responsibility for mending stuff. And and a lot of people who came back to me, well, I've probably got two or three people who just was like, when I when I put the post, I was literally like, really? You're a Punjabi sick woman, aren't you? And I was like, yes. And and I literally wrote why I've written it, and you know I didn't have to justify myself to them, but at the end of the day, I just want them to understand what 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 I've done. And then my point is, obviously, with what I've been through as well, I can't when some when you've been wronged and someone's damaged your life, locking them up, doing something with them isn't going to repair that damage in your life. You've got to do something towards it as well. Um, mm -hmm. You can't. It's never going to be what it was. And so as you know, we have to take responsibility ourselves right now. Um, but yeah, but I think just just the way that she's given back land, given back to countries mm -hmm. and listen to the people. And th th then she still, in most cases, has a relationship with those countries where they still respect her. That's a big thing that I think we need to understand. And I think if there's bitterness on our part, if somebody's holding out an olive branch, we've got to hold out an olive branch too. Um, but it doesn't mean you're not careful. Um, you can be careful. Uh, you can have your guard up. Mm. But if somebody's holding out an olive branch, do you hold out an olive branch too? I prefer that approach to fighting. Yeah, um, of course. And I, I don't know if that's, again, the feminine in us, that I'd always prefer a peaceful approach than an aggressive approach. Um, but I would always prefer a peaceful approach to an aggressive approach. And I'm not somebody who's, yeah, yeah. So I, I think that's quite dignifying about what she's done in the 70 years and how many lands that if you count the countries that the empire has, quote, empire has lost, um, you know, it, it's, it's, and she's kept the respect still. Mm, that's um, a good point, actually. It's a good point. I think, like you said, um, this whole, you know, we look at her like, oh, yeah, she, she was very feminine and she was in this position for a long time. And like how you have said that she seems like she kind of moved with the times in a way. Um, mm. So, yeah, they're all good points. But, like you know, as we were saying about the whole queens and who is a queen for us. And it, I think if we're trying to find some woman who is, oh, my God, she's perfect in every way, powerful, loving, this, that. There is nobody. OK, because we're human beings. I mean, I don't know, Romy, is there someone that you would think, okay, that's my queen, this is who I look up to, or not even this is my queen, but just this is a woman who I revere and I want to carry on their legacy? Uh, yeah, there's a few people in my family that I definitely feel like that towards. Like, um, I feel like my mum is really inspirational. She's, she um, does a lot of charity work. She's a pillar in her community. She's, you know, she is a mini queen, actually. She is. Um, <laughs> she's got a big house. <laughs> but no, is this the one with the swimming pool? So, yeah, she's a queen, mate. Yeah, she's a queen. Um, no, not you know. But the, the the you know the the she's inspiring to me. So when I feel a little bit like oh, you know, okay, 
put a bit down and, and I, I always think actually what would my mummy do what would she do and I ring her and I and I get advice from her and and yeah she's she's sort of she's that person for me my mum too she's also that person for me I don't really look at her and go oh yeah she's a queen but I just think I don't really use that that word doesn't come into my head that's maybe yeah. just that's the I mean, thing the I, word, I get yeah yeah the word, I don't think oh oh you, you know I haven't sort of haven't really felt that but definitely sort of a female champion who you know I look up to and you know want advice from is an example you know we'll talk to my children about if you need advice go to these people you know all this sort of stuff if they don't want to talk to me and and yeah there are definitely those people in my life I don't necessarily Mm. see them as queens but they are sort of female champions so how Um, would you then respond to like so this is just like flipping the queen like how would you respond to like so many people that turn around yeah but you didn't know her you didn't meet the queen that the queen um who who just passed away how would you Mm -hmm. respond to that like how can you feel that about her because you can't go and talk to her whenever you want so how do you have all these feelings and emotions towards that person yeah no of course we don't we don't know the ins and outs of her of her life but we know we've been we've been watching programs and you know how she came into sort of you know as a young girl, found herself in this situation where her uncle abdicated and all that kind of stuff. It, it is an image that we've been given, you know, we, isn't it, right? What we know about the Queen is watching what we learn at school, uh, you know, when we see them on TV and, you know, people explaining all this kind of stuff. We have sort of soaked that in and, and no, I don't, I don't, I don't pretend to think, you know, to know that I, and there's been periods of, of, of my life where I thought, I've not thought so highly of of the Queen. Um, I, I, you know, I, I felt like, um, you know, when Diana died, I felt like not just the Queen, but I, I feel like the royal family in general, there was, there, you know, that was such a difficult time, wasn't it? And I just felt mm. like perhaps there were aspects of that that they didn't handle very well. But, you know, we're not all perfect, are we? I, you know, um, so it's not always been a, like a love, 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 you know, this person is, you know, is our ever. I do see that, you know, at times where um, they have got it wrong, I felt. They have got it wrong, but but are constantly working to sort of turn that narrative around and, you know, and and, and has done so. I do remember, you know, yeah around that time where they weren't so popular the royal family as a whole and Charles and all this sort of stuff but I don't know it's just it's just amazing isn't it that the fascination with the royal family is there you look at you turn on the tv and there's hundreds and thousands of people lining the streets you know especially in places like Edinburgh where you know you have despite all the the wants for independence and and the republicans and just the amount of respect that they sh- they were shown um it, it's, even it's if they have people... independence she'd still be there well even if they have independence though scotland um the current monarch will still be the monarch of scotland though yeah. so there, there is that and they i think yeah. scottish people respect that she had Scottish heritage because of her mother, I think. Oh, yeah. She's, right? Yeah. And then... Both and then, sides. Both sides, apparently. Both sides, yeah. But it's particularly because of her mum. But the thing is, it's, it's you know, that that yesterday when they were talking about sort of Scotland, 
you realise that it kind of, regardless of the politics in Scotland, the royal family will still be there in Scotland no matter what happens. Mm. And it's kind of a something that, you know, I've never really thought about or grasped because you just think, yeah, if Scotland goes, yeah, whatever. But, you know, at the end of the day, it makes no difference to the royal family because they'll still be whatever yeah. to Scotland as well. Do you know, that's... Mm -hmm. A strange thing, and again, that whole argument there exists in Scotland whether to have a monarchy or not, just like it does in England. Yeah, well, I think yeah. like all these people like, who are you know actually crying about the Queen and putting flowers and all this kind of thing, it's like it's how a person makes you feel. You know, there's that saying that when a person is gone, right, the important thing is not what they gave you. This that is how they made you feel, and I think some you know people for whatever reason saw something in the queen like these people who are grieving and paying their respects they saw something in the queen who and it made them feel a certain way and that's okay you know and that's quite a big deal it's like yeah it's like you know I, I've got like you know pictures of, of Martha in my house um like for people that don't know I'm kind of I've had influences of like Hinduism and Sikhism and Christianity in, in, in my life and I've got family from all those religions so I have uh, you know when, when I do puja and then I have a picture of Martha it's like you know do do I really and sorry for offending anyone but do I really think there was uh like a goddess riding a tiger she had all these hands and things I don't know but for me what that represents is the embodiment of female power so do you get what I mean so it's kind of like mm. what you see in something and how that makes you feel and uh the importance that like a symbol has to you so she was a symbol for many people for whatever reason um and that's, I think that's the difference between knowing, uh, like not really knowing the queen, but then she's a figurehead and okay, I respect her for that. And then how we're talking about like queens in our lives, women that we look up to, we know them, we know their flaws and, and but we also know we the good things them. and we still yeah. love them. And and, and I, I think if I was to say, oh, these are these perfect women who I hold up in my life, no one is perfect. And as I'm growing older, I'm no. realising, no, I'm not perfect, you know, um, <laughs> I'd want to be that person for my kids and I'm trying to like sort myself out so I can hopefully be that person for them that they look up to and think oh you know what my mum will have it figured out and stuff so I'm, I'm trying to work on myself to do that but then I'd, like you Romy I've got people in my life like my mum always there you know when we need her and advice like my sisters I'll call them for advice um, you know they're, they're both very strong in their own way you know I've got boas who are very strong and just like very accomplished at certain things so so, uh, I think this. Yeah, we, I think we all have powerful women in our lives, and and that we can all turn to. And I think just listening to you, to you talking, I think with the Queen, it's it's the case of a powerful leadership skills without trying to be a leader. But she, you know, she, I think leadership in terms of parliament prime minister president but just leading by trying to do the right thing like leading a country in a time of mourning leading a time in a country a country in a time of joy and that leading not in terms of telling you what to do but just by yeah. being an example um by being an example yeah. providing reassurance she was that person in in that sense you don't take that from a prime minister you don't take that from a president necessarily because no. you don't know what walks of life they've been through and what, how whatever but i don't know like you know in covid when she made that address um mm. you know those those kinds of things that helped people whether it helped me or not fine i don't know you know but but i know it helped other people and i've got to appreciate that it did help other people mm. whether it helped whether or not it helped me whether i cared or not you know it's that kind of thing if it helped other people i've still got to appreciate that 
That's what I'm saying. And, and, it's how it's, yeah. it's the importance is on how she made people feel. And so, and mm, people did yeah. feel strongly. But I, I'm even actually thinking, because I don't live that far from Windsor, like I'm actually thinking, oh, shall I take the kids? Like my husband won't come because he's just not into it. But um, like, shall I just, <laughs> <laughs> not to the funeral and lying in the streets or anything, or to be like, oh, come on kids, let's go and look at the Queen's coffin. I'm not going to do that. Fair enough if you are, right? But I, I'm not going to do that. But, you know, just to kind of go there, because we go there anyway all mm. the time. It's like, let's just go look at the flowers and stuff, take it in a little bit. Mm. This is where the funeral's going to be because it, they, they, this is a history, do you know what I mean? And they're going to grow up and think, oh, okay, at that time I was doing this and that. I went to the royal wedding with my dad as his plus one. Oh, yeah. As you, you did, know, yeah. uh, Harry and Meghan's wedding. And it's not like I was, you know, oh, yeah, I, I have to go. Please let me come or anything. It's not like that. But it was but it was really nice going. And it was like, oh, wow, you know, this is a yeah. historical thing. So but and we live in this, this country. Is, yeah, but this is the thing. And this is I mean, I did a webinar back in 2000 and no, 2020, sorry, um, when COVID hit. And, and I was talking about this thing about we can't deny our heritage. Like I just said earlier, I can't help that my parents were born in Kenya and that I'm born here. And it's my grandparents that were born in a pre-partition in India before pre-partition. I can't change any of that. I've got to do the best I can with that. And, and the thing is, sometimes you've got to recognise that sometimes now with the stuff that's going on in India, um, people who want to leave there because they feel unsafe because of what we had at least we're able to come here and whether you're going to argue they're feeling safe there because of what the British there did there once upon a time um if it wasn't going to be the British it might be another empire taking over you know it was it you know you go back in history you can sit here with hindsight and say so many things I think our ancestors did the best that they could for us and if it's ended up meaning that I'm born here in Britain and I've just got to take responsibility for having understanding both parts of my heritage um which is well three parts of my heritage which is like mm. pre-partition India and what's going on there Kenyan and here um and and the thing is I'm born and raised here so that's the one that I'm going to know the most but it doesn't mean I ignore the rest either and and it's just like how to it's just harder for us to navigate I think yeah it is it's a bit more complicated it's just harder for us to navigate and yeah. and there's conflicting feelings but on a human level all good <laughs> ladies thank you so much as always for being part of this uh power panel on the sisterhood of mommy and perfect uh for people how who have tuned in live um and interacted with us thank you and like i said this is the first one hopefully we'll do more lives i just thought I was kind of wanting to do it and I thought you know what I don't quite know what I'm doing but let's just jump in anyway um so anyway thank you and as usual this podcast will be on all the podcast platforms and everything um please do share this subscribe if you haven't already and thank you for listening until next time bye